0: Good morning, and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop. This morning on September 1st, can you believe it? We're into September. We're done with August. My Lord, the year is moving. It is moving, but you know something? We're going to try to slow some things down this morning. We're going to dive into the word. Hey, thank you for being on the line with us. Thank you for getting up this bright and early morning to really honor God and serve God. And so I want to say good morning to all our intercessors on the line. Good morning to New Destiny Church family. Good morning to the universal body of Christ. If you're calling around from around the nation or out of the country, thank you for being on the line. Good morning to every man of God, every woman of God that is on the line this morning. I want to introduce our guest this morning, and then we're going to dive right into it. I'm ready to get to it. I hope you're ready to get to it. I guess you're ready to get to it if you're up this early in the morning. You're just ready to get to it. So we have with us this morning Sister Shirley Burke. She will be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests. Sister Shirley, how are you this morning?
1: Bishop, how are you?
0: I am doing everything. Excellent. We are excellent on this end. I pray you and Brother Donnie are doing excellent as well. And so if he's up with you this morning, I want to say good morning to you, Brother Donnie. If he's not up, surely let him know I say good morning. <laughs> Amen.
1: He's on his way to work.
0: <laughs> all right. And then I also have with us this morning a son of the house that's Pastor aside four calling in all the way from Maryland. And so, good morning, Pastor Sy. How are you this morning?
2: Bishop, I am blessed and highly favored, sir. Thank you. It's good to be in the land of the living.
0: It is good to be in the land of the living. Blessed on top and highly favored. Yes, we are this morning. And so, we're going to get ready to turn it right on over to you And as we pray. But before we pray... I want to ask everyone to do us a favor and mute your phones. If you're not, um, if I don't call on you to speak, just mute your phone. So, if everyone could mute their phones real quick, and in that way, it keeps the phone line very clear so everyone can hear. And so, we're going to ask you to keep your phone muted until we end the segment and go over into praying together in the Spirit. All right? And so, we bless the Lord for it this morning. Father, we honor you this morning. We thank you and we bless you, we magnify you. The fruit of our lips is giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our life. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you have delivered us from the powers of darkness, and you translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son whereby you have given us a right to call you Abba, Father. For it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. We thank you, Father, it is through your sacrifice that you have justified us. And so speak to our hearts this morning that we will have instructions from on high so that we will obey in the season and the times in which we're living in. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor
2: Well, good morning, family. It is definitely a joy to be with all of you this morning. It's a blessing when we can rise up and command our morning by the word of God, spending time in God's presence. I want to extend my sincere thanks and appreciation to the Father of the house, our bishop, our apostle. We thank you, sir, uh, for all you do, for your diligence, your faithfulness, even the prayer team, and all that they do as well. Today, I want to speak to you all about the justification by faith. Justification by faith is found within the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 28, where Paul says, Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the works of the law. Therefore, that means Paul has laid down some premises in his argument, and he has come to a conclusion to support his thesis that we are justified by faith and faith alone. Brothers and sisters, allow me to walk us through what Paul is trying to tell us so that we can truly understand the proper context here. Bishop taught us and we've come to learn that when our context is right, our conclusion is right. And when our conclusion is right as believers, we have the audacity and the faith to walk according to the validity of God's word in us, which is the Christ in us, the hope of glory. In in this particular discourse, we see that Paul argues for both the sinner, okay, the sins of the Jews and the sins of the Gentiles. When he comes to Romans 23 and 23, where he says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, the Jews of the old days were not separated and deemed righteous by themselves without believing for in, in the one who was to come to, 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 to make the major and the only sacrifice so that they can be justified. Their believing in that is what justification of faith looks like in the Old Testament. And I will go on and prove it in Hebrews chapter 10 as it speaks to what is written in Leviticus 16. Allow me to wear my teacher's hat this morning. When we, when we are properly taught the word of God, the word of God, now we are able to work in our lives with an understanding. Paul is arguing in this particular discourse in Romans chapter 3 from verse 9 and on about the fact that we are all sinners. We are all falling short of God's glory. In the Old Testament, Paul is saying that that the, the the priest had to go and sacrifice a, a a um a goat and send that goat off and then the other one they had to put their hands on to justify them. But they had to believe that every year when this particular sacrifice or this particular ritual was done, it was to bring about the propitiation of our sins. It was to bring about atonement. But if they did not believe in that, all right they were not justified by faith. But the reality is they had to have faith in that before they could receive what they deemed the atonement. Therefore, we come to the New Testament, saints, the post-Pentecostal relationship with Christ, where Christ now is the ultimate lamb, the ultimate sacrificial lamb that was slain so that we could be justified by faith that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He goes on to break it down by simply saying that the one who is justified in the law and by the law, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Verse 21 in Romans begins by saying, but now, okay, apart from the law, the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness of God is Christ Jesus revealed, being witnessed by the law and by the prophet. As we go to the Mount of Transfiguration during the gospel when Jesus Christ was on the mount, there came Moses, the representation type shadow of the law, and there came Elijah, type shadow of the prophets. They were there. They could witness and testify to the revelation of righteousness, who is Christ Jesus. This righteousness of God comes through faith in Christ Jesus to all and upon all who believe. For there is no distinction. Hear me. There is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace. To the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood for the demonstration of his righteousness, because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins previously committed to prove his righteousness at this present time so that he might be, he might be just and be the justifier of him who has faith in Jesus. Simply put, it is, it is this uh, uh, justification of faith where we see that compared to many other religions or every other religion throughout um, our history, except for Christianity, that so many people um, in their religious faith says, you've got to have a religious experience, and then from that religious experience, Go out there and do good and then hope that at the end you be given access into heaven in fact there are some believers today who think that way that is that that is by your good works but the truth of the matter is is that it is through Christ you believing in Christ by faith he says that we are saved by grace through faith it is the grace of God what that means In addition to being justified by faith, we are also justified by grace, his grace upon our lives, granting us because of our belief in him access to now be one with him, the Christ in us. Every religion talks about that except us. Now, what is justification? Well, justification by faith is the crux of the matter. Justification by faith is what separates us From every other religion, justification by faith alone is the major theological debate that we see today. But this thesis statement here is being proven within Scripture. Why? I believe that Scripture confirms, Scripture supports, Scripture validates, and and Scripture stands upon Scripture. Because this is how we, the believers, are able to go forth as people of word. And people of faith in God's word can live our lives. Justification alone by faith is what this is. Because in the Old Testament, the blood of bullets and goats did not save anybody. Let me help you to to understand that as, as I go to Hebrews chapter 10. Just to give you guys some context. No Jew and no one was saved by the sacrificial system of the old. So, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4, I will read. And it says here, For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when he came into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. Christ became the sacrificial lamb that was able to satisfy. This argument, clear across the board, that we are justified by faith. Verse 9 says, and then he said, see, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. What is that? Well, according to theology, there is something called Christ's active obedience. Christ's active obedience is where he kept the whole law when he was here. And then we are uh, um, incapable of keeping the law. So when he came, he demonstrated the ability to keep the law. For no man has the ability to fully keep the law. We are incapable. Therefore, the law came, and the law showed up to prove to us that we were sinful. The law revealed our sin. And the law helped us to try to stay in alignment. But we being who we are, without being saved, we could not keep the law. And keeping the law proves God's perfection. And God's perfection is righteousness. So Christ came to give his life so that we could receive his righteousness before his father. So he has his active obedience by keeping the law. And then through his passive, passive obedience where he received our sinfulness at the cross that, the, that we now could be declared righteous before God. For we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You hear the word justification. Let me help us understand a little bit more what that means. You don't get it from the law. But, you, but the law shows you what it looks like. What is justification? Justification is a legal term. Justification is not that you are being declared guilty in a court of law, but that justification declares you righteous. In other words, in justification, the judge declares you innocent. The judge who is God declares you righteous. The judge declares you that you are in right standing with him through his son, Jesus Christ. When Christ stands before God, he is the one that the Lord sees in this dialogue. And you now, because of your faith in him, when the Lord speaks to his father, he is speaking on your behalf. And therefore, you are deemed righteous before his eyes because he has perfected righteousness. It is in justification that that we stand, justification by faith, that we stand as believers. Now, how does it come to the Christians? It comes by grace through faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is imputed unto us because, again, of his active obedience and his passive obedience. Which performs, which he did at the cross, which he demonstrated through his life here on earth, that we now can be justified by faith. They say, for you and I, if we believe in him and we confess with our mouth that he is Lord, then he, we are saved in him. It is in him we live, it is in him we move, it is in him we have our being. It is the Christ in us that solidifies us being deemed justified and righteous before God. We are justified by faith because of our belief in the finished works of Christ at the cross and by his abiding presence within us. Brothers and sisters, I want you to understand this. When people may not understand what you say or what we teach, it is because of lack of knowledge. And when we come to a house, where we see the power of God move and we see deliverance take place, where we see many come and they are saved. And, and, and we do not continue in the teaching of what that means for the believer, in the discipling of the believer to know that he stands upon the promises and the premises of God's word, that when we give our lives to the Lord, we now become saved, deemed righteous through justification by the justifier to live this life that he has ordained for us to live through Christ. This is what we do every day. This is how we win in our battle. This is how we walk and live the life that we have been ordained to live. We are justified by faith, redeemed, righteous through Christ who is in us this day and forevermore. I give this to the Lord right now that you all may understand that you are justified by faith, that by your declaration of your faith in Christ, that you are now being saved through grace and through faith, and you're serving God as a child of the living God this day and forevermore. I thank you.
0: Amen. Wow. There's no greater thing, I believe, that we can say than that of being able to say we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say that with us this morning. I'm the righteousness of God in Amen. At this time, we're going to have Shirley Burks come. As she comes, she will be doing a prayer request this morning. Sister Shirley.
1: Thank you, Lord. Ooh, thank you for that word means to Hallelujah. Father God, we completing the blood of Jesus over this line this morning and the lives of your people, which are called by your name. As we come boldly to the throne of grace, we humble ourselves and earnestly pray, Father, seeking your face, turning from our wicked ways, our laziness, our complaining, and repent of our sins of arrogance, ignorance, self-righteousness, indignation, idol worshiping, Iniquity, transgressions, unforgiveness, lack of faith, fear, doubt, and unbelief, and really cry out to you with prayers of faith, Father, asking your will to be done and not the selfish craziness of our own fleshly desires, which is a stench in your nostrils. You said you would hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land, according to Second Chronicles 7.14. Father, we trust your words. And we desire to wake up and return to the ways of the kingdom of God and not fall prey to the lies of the world that shrouds us in darkness and hinders our progress, steals our peace, destroys our hope and faith, and keep us bound to the self-gratification of our own desires. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Father, we have, if we have failed, if in any way we have failed as a church in our assignment to pray for the sinner, the backslider, the lukewarm believer, the nations, and the situations and circumstances you allow in our lives, We ask you to forgive us, cleanse us, and renew a right spirit in us. Father, if the skies have become like bronze and the land filled with fires because of disobedience, we ask for forgiveness and a mighty move of your hand to stir the hearts of your people to pray like Elijah, a man with a nature like ours that prayed it would not rain, and it did not rain. And he prayed again, Father, and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced this fruit. Father, we need an Elijah's spirit to rest upon the church in unity, to break through in prayer and touch the only rainmaker we know, our God, that creates the heavens and earth. And before we call, Father, we know you hear us, O God. Hallelujah. And will show up on our behalf as Jehovah Rapha, the God that will heal our land, God. We thank you this morning. Father, God, your word declares in Zechariah 10.1 for us to ask you for rain during the springtime, and we also ask for rain in the fall time to soak the earth, for you are the one who makes the clouds and sends the showers and gives us green fields. Father God, we decree and declare today by faith that the body of Christ will continue to cry out for the latter rain in the fall season to pour down according to your will and quench the California fires and bring relief to the firefighters. Restore faith to those whose faith may have grown cold as they survey the scorched land and lost their property. And hope for the unbeliever that may be asking, where is God in the midst of these fires? Father, we ask him for a move of the Holy Spirit and the hearts of your people to be stirred to obedience to your word, your will, and your way. To pray for rain with an understanding of your grace and mercy you have given us. To walk in holiness with pure hearts and clean hands. And to cry out for the needs of your people in Jesus' name. La cora, we have a praise report from Faye Linton this morning, who has made it safely with their cars to their new destination. Faye is also asking for continued prayer for the rest of her family relocated on October the first, and for her furniture to be delivered safely on September the twentieth. Father God, we rejoice with Faye and thanking you for taking them mightily to their new location for the delivery of their furniture on time and continue to cover the rest of the family as they prepare to make their journey in the months to come. Father, we stand in agreement with the family prayers of safety. There will be no mishaps or delays in making it to their destination on time. In Jesus' name. Father, we come before your throne standing on behalf of e- Elisha Benson, who is asking for prayer for you to keep her daughter, Janea, covered as she attends school. Father God, we set our hearts in agreement with Miss Benson's request and your will for Janaya. For you know all about her and what she will face in the days and months ahead, and we give you praise and thanksgiving in advance for your protection, direction, and guidance over Janiah as she attends school. Father, give Ms. Benson the wisdom to trust your word over every situation Janiah will face and be a parent that will dwell in the secret place of the Most High, safe, and declare you are their refuge and fortress, and they will trust in you and you alone, as it is written in Psalms 91, 1 through 2. Father, we pray Miss Benson will seek your face about everything concerning her daughter, great and small. Father, we give you praise for this mother and daughter as they look to you as their source during each school term in Jesus' name. Father, we bring before your face Larry McDonald, who is requesting prayer for your promise that he will stop walking around the mountain and for encouragement that he will have a greater trust in the Lord. Heavenly Father, you have given each of your children a measure of faith to trust you, and obey your word, and, be, and we declare Isaiah 61 over Larry McDonald, to rise up and shine, for his light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon him, because he has the courage to ask God for what he needs. Father, we ask Larry's desires to search the scripture, to know you, O oh God, and become acquainted with the things that are keeping him from making progress in his faith walk that requires action on his part. Father, may Larry understand you are faithful to your word, and every promise is his to have and walk in through obedience. But the devil is the father of lies and will keep him bound in disobedience, going around and around the mountain of doubt and fear that is robbing him of the victory and abundant life Jesus died to give us. Larry, I call you out to shadows and declare you will make your election sure and give the necessary energy and time to know the awesome love of God the Father, who will be your strength when you are weak. Your encouragement when you are fearful. Your peace when you make the right decision. Your hope in trusting the God that created you and the assurance God has given you enough faith to speak to your mountain, that it will move out of your way so you can see Jesus and follow in his footsteps. Father, I pray Larry will no longer be without knowledge of your word, abound by fear and doubt but ask for understanding and wisdom to make the right decision so revelation will come to his heart and he can lay hold of the promises of God to be a great light of encouragement to those around him. In Jesus' name, we ask, O oh God. Father, we lay at your feet a prayer request from Ms. Kiosha Allen on behalf of Herman Moses for healing from lung cancer. He is going through chemotherapy, and she would like prayer for his body to be strengthened, to go through the process that this is your will and direction for healing. Father God, we thank you for the privilege to stand with Miss Allen on behalf of Herman Moses to decree and declare your word of faith over his mind, body, and spirit. Father First John 5, 14-15 declares, if we ask anything agreeable with your will, you will hear us. And if we are confident you hear us, but what we ask, we know we will have what we have asked. Father, as we stand on behalf of Herman Moses, we are unaware of his relationship with you. And by chance, Mr. Moses do not know you in the pardon of his sins and have accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, we are praying he will recognize, Tashay the need of a Savior in his life and to be with him on this faith journey. If Mr. Moses has relationship with you, oh God, we ask that his faith will increase to see your hand, of mercy move in his favor for his body to be healed of lung cancer. Father, we are asking and believing along with Miss Allen for healing. Nevertheless, your will be done and not ours, for you know best, O God. Father, Mr. Moses, go through chemo, strengthen his body to take the medication without complication. Give him a sound and clear mind to battle the thoughts of the enemy that would try and bring fear and doubt to his heart. And let his spirit soar with the joy of the Lord as he goes in and comes out of each treatment. Father, we're asking that Mr. Moses will find your word to be his source of strength when he is weak and peace when he sleeps. We pray for all those standing in agreement for your will to be done in the life of Mr. Moses, to have the capacity to receive all that you allow him to go through, that you may be glorified in Jesus' name. Father God, we are also standing in the gap with Lamo Fulton on behalf of her co-worker's sister, Shalina Santos Thompson. Shalina was rushed to emergency over the weekend, and the report is she has a small hole in her colon that is seeping into her blood. The Lord is asking the saints of the Most High God to touch and agree that Jehovah Rapha will show up to be who he is, God, our great healer. Father, we are thankful we can call upon your name and your ears attentive to our cry, And we cry out for Shalina Santos Thompson and praise El-Rohi, the God that sees her and knows the intricate details of her body and what has caused the holes in her columns. Thank you for the knowledge you gave the doctors to understand Shalina's condition, and we ask you to give them the answer and how to treat the condition that will save her life. Father, we pray Shalina would trust you to bring her through this ordeal, and in the event she does not know you, will find faith to trust in the God that showed up on her behalf right on time. Father, we pray for Shalina's mind to be at peace in the days ahead to combat any uncertainty she has about her condition. Father, we thank you for your will being done in Shalina's life and the support of family and friends to pray in faith on her behalf as the doctors attend to her. Father, you're the only one that can hear Shalina, and our faith is in you and you alone, to heal the broken places in her body from this sickness that is trying to destroy her life. Father, may this be a turning point for Shalina to truly know you and the plans you have for her life. In Jesus' name, we are praying, Father. You are the covenant-keeping God that never grows tired of, coming, of us coming to you in the good times and in the bad times. You already knew every request that will be laid at your feet with tears of thanksgiving, but being our God that never turns us away, no matter the situation or circumstance, that brings us to the throne of grace time and time again. Our hearts rejoice in knowing you are the God that hears our cries and comforts us with your tender mercies. And let us know we can trust you to give us your best, no matter the outcome. Father, may every request spoken today be kept before your throne in faith as we wait on the answer. Father, we ask you to answer everything we fail to ask according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray today, amen, amen, and amen. To you be the glory, O oh God. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. You know, I want to first thank Sister Shirley for uh, such a powerful prayer and thorough, very thorough. Mm-hmm. I love it. But as she was praying, I believe, for Larry about, uh, she mentioned in a prayer going around the mountain. And here what is what I heard and saw. Number one, I heard the the, the uh, scenario where, where God gives us the narrative of the children of Israel who failed to believe God and trust God by faith, which Scripture says caused them to have an evil heart of unbelief. Caused them to be thrown into the wilderness for 40 years. Now, she mentioned in a prayer going around a mountain. And I want you to see something because we're going to deal with something this morning. Mm-hmm. I saw going around in cycles. And I believe there are those of you online this morning or you have loved ones that have been in cycles. I said this on the on the uh, last week Bible study Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. The enemy will have you in cycles.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Desires to place you in a season. A mm-hmm. cycle you can look at a washing machine or dry. It's in a cycle: spin cycle, dry cycle. It's going round and round and round, never accomplishing. Uh, forward momentum, destiny, or uh, anything like that—it's just going around, and that's what the enemy places people with. are cycles of sickness, cycles of poverty, cycles of bad relationships, cycles of addictions, cycles of depression. We come up against those cycles this morning. And like Joshua and Caleb, we declare you are about to go into a new season, you are about to cross over as we enter into the fall feast of the Lord, as we begin to set ourselves and our hearts and minds for fasting and consecration of prayer this month, that you are coming out of that cycle, woman of God, you're coming out of that cycle, man of God, and you're coming into a new season, you're going to a new level. We declare it this morning and we yes. decree it this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Now Pastor Side did such a wonderful job talking about the justification through faith. As he said, he put his teacher's hat this morning on this morning and he taught us. And so there's something we have to understand when it comes to justification. You know, some Christians um May be surprised to learn that the doctrine of justification by faith is not only found in the New Testament, but it's also found in the Old Testament. In Genesis, the Bible tells us that Abraham, in response to God's promise, believed the Lord, and it was accredited to him in belief. That means that's that that's another word for having faith in God. His belief in God was credited unto him as righteous. This is before the law. And so it was all the way back then, starting with Abraham, the father of us all, that God determined that the Gentiles would be justified by their belief. Not the law. The law is important. We don't say you don't have to obey the law, but it's by what you believe, not by what you do. Come on. Say that my justification is based on what I believe, not by what I do. See, when you are a real born again believer, let's use that word. A born-again believer, that's what Jesus said, a man must be born again. When he talked to Nicodemus, we talked to Nick at night. He said a man must be born again. See, the born-again believer, once he understands his stance with God, he's going to protect that stance, and he's going to do righteous acts, righteous works. So you will move away from unrighteousness, and in the process of you doing righteous works, righteous acts, living righteously, you'll begin mm. to keep the law automatically. Mm. Do you hear that? It's so a don't have to get caught up on all those things. Because you know what? When you're really born again, man, you don't do the things you used to do. You don't say the stuff you used to say. You don't think the way you used to think and all those different types of things. So you you, you you move you distance yourself from the sin factor and you start living righteously by faith and in the process you protect your testimony. Protect your testimony. I talked about this Sunday in the Oakland Catholic. Protecting your testimony. Protect Why? Because the enemy is after your testimony. He want to have a legal right to go into the courts of heaven and testify to God about you negatively. But do not give him a legal right to go into the courts of heaven to say anything to God concerning your testimony. Why would you give the father of all lies, who is a lie in the beginning, will be a lie in the end, a legal right to go and testify the truth about you? Mm. don't you do it don't do it if you've done it in the past we ask God for forgiveness we're going to drop it, we're going to leave it alone we're going to let it go and we're going to live righteously before God, they overcame him, who is him, the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony, protect your testimony Protect your testimony on Instagram. Protect your testimony on Facebook. Protect your testimony on these social networks. You understand what I'm saying? Before we go back to uh, Pastor Side to see if he has any closing remarks, I want to acknowledge uh, Apostle Amos Benefield. He's on the line. This morning, I don't know if you're unmuted, Apostle. Uh, I'll give him a minute to unmute you, and we just want to say hi to you this morning, give you a, a second to say hi to everyone on the line. Uh, Apostle, are you still on the line with us? Yes, yes, yes. I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm extremely being fed this morning, Bishop, and I'm telling you, Prophet Side has really, really, really blessed me this morning. Talking about the righteousness of God, man. I'm telling you, I'm totally um, uh, inspired, and we thank God for you all so much. I thank God also for your intercessor, man. If you have some kind of intercessor. Hey, y'all, please keep me on your intercessory list. You're praying like that. I need you in my life. And again, thank you all so very, very much for who you are there at New Destiny. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us on the line this morning. And so we're going to go back to Pastor Side to see if he has any closing remarks. I don't know about y'all, I'm thoroughly enjoying this call this morning. Pastor Side.
2: I am enjoying it too, Bishop. Um, it, it seems like iron shopping iron, and then it, it sparks a fire, and it just keeps blazing. But um, I pray that as we, as we leave this call today, that we leave with the fire of God in us, that has been sparked today to go forth knowing that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that we have been justified by faith, and that, and that every, every moment, every chance we, we allow for God to, to come into our minds or we think about what he has done, that we will give him glory and, and we will testify everywhere we go about how good our God has been, what he has brought us through, how he's keeping us, how we're standing upon his word. And let the Christ in you, hear me, let the Christ in you demonstrate the hope of glory that falls in upon you everywhere you go, that your light will shine, people will see the God in you, and will have to give your God praise for all that he has done in your life. God bless each and every one of you.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. Wow. We're entering the fall feast. I'm telling you, it's a time of consecration, a time of fasting, a time of reflecting, a time of really setting um, uh, some time aside to hear from God. I believe this month Mm is going to at the stage for many months to come. Allow God to speak to your heart. Be honest with yourself where you are with God. Begin to get in your mind's eye where you want to be. Where you want to be. The things you want to accomplish in life. And you watch what God do. We're going to lay them before the Lord. We thank God for the rain as Sister Shirley Birch prayed so wonderfully for the rain. She said the church needs to take on the spirit and the mantle of Elijah. Call on the rain. We thank you, Lord God. You will heal our land as we humble ourselves before you. We set our hearts to seek your face and not your hand. Psalms 118 verse 24 said, this is the day. That the Lord has made. In it we should rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. Therefore, it's brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Make this confession of faith with me this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not to fear. I am more than a conqueror. I am a bold overcomer. I have been sent in righteousness. I am bold as a lion. I believe God. That's it. We believe God. You're more than a conqueror. You're a world overcomer. The Bible said this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Remember, as we said Sunday, when you walk out of your door this morning into the arena called life, you're going to win today. I'm going to say it again. When you walk into that ring called life like a boxer, You're going to raise your hands in victory today. We're not losing today. and We're not losing another day going forth. I boldly declare you are a victor. You are triumphant, and you are a winner in Jesus' name. We want to thank you this morning for being with us and spending some time with us. I pray you've been inspired and pray you've been encouraged, and now you're ready to go out and you're ready to take on the world. I declare traveling grace and traveling mercy as you travel to your destination. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that's risen against you in judgment is condemned and proven to be wrong. We declare your vehicles will function as they've been created to function, get you to your destination, and back home safely. Be blessed, loved ones. Have a great day in the Lord. This is Sister Shirley Birch, Pastor Side, Bishop, and also Apostle. We're going to sign off this morning. You all have a great day in the Lord. Let us open the lines and come on, let's bless the Lord with me.